Brilliance Audio presents In Broad Daylight, The Secret Procedures Behind the Holocaust by Bullets, by Father Patrick Desbois, performed by Stefan Rudnitsky. I was moved recently to discover the beautiful book by Albert Camus, The Wrong Side and the Right Side. Since childhood, I've used the terms the wrong side and the right side to understand myself. Camus grew up in a poor family under the Algerian sun, and I in the warmth of a joyful family, equally simple and full of love. The wrong side and the right side were imprinted within him as the nervous system of what he would become. For myself, I know that my roots are in the wrong side and the right side, in the world of poverty and light where I lived for so long, the memory of which still protects me from the two opposing dangers that threaten all artists, resentment and satisfaction. Poverty was never a misfortune for me. The light graced it with riches. Even my revolts were illuminated. They were almost always, and I believe I can say this truthfully, revolts in the name of all. The Wrong Side I spent my childhood and youth with the sense of dwelling, along with my entire family, on the wrong side of what was for others the right one. On my maternal side, the Riviere family, my farmer grandparents lived four and a half miles from the center of Ville-Gaudin, a small village in Saint-et-Loire, on the site of a castle, the Chateau de la Marche, that had burned down long ago. The property now belonged to a Parisian family. We knew everything about the place, the moats that filled with water and frogs in the summertime, the linden trees whose flowers we had to gather quickly in big white sheets as soon as the weather turned hot, the round pond teeming with fish and bordered with ivy-covered stone benches, and, most of all, the acres of dense forest that, under the guidance of my grandfather Emile, a true woodsman, we tended like a fragile pearl. Everywhere there was light. My grandmother, Victorine, embodied the goodness, the smile, and the rigor of the Christian faith. A solid peasant, she not only spoke her native Bresan dialect, but also cultivated a French that was refined, almost distinguished. She felt it her duty to serve her landlords when they arrived from Paris to their chateau. Our farm, our fields, our duck-ponds were for them a place to vacation, a place to spend their leisure time. Victorine called them our patrons. They usually arrived in the heat of August for their summer vacation. We were their second home. Once their arrival had been announced to the Chateau de la Marche by telephone, we had to open all the doors in their building, as well as the wooden shutters that would sometimes creak, still swollen with winter's humidity. We had to make the beds with big sheets from the armoires, chase away the mice, and then leave discreetly by the little back door behind the kitchen while they came in through the big front door. Therein lay the pride of Victorine Riviere. The Parisians must have had the impression that they'd left the house only the day before. The moment they arrived, my grandmother closed all of our south-facing shutters for the length of their stay, so they could sunbathe undisturbed. Thus we spent the entire month of August in semi-obscurity, on the wrong side of our landlord's lives. It was a semi-darkness 
I found hard to bear, because I knew we shouldn't, by our mere existence, spoil their light. My childhood was spent between town and country. The back and forth between Chalon-sur-Saon and Ville-Gaudin gave our life its rhythm, like a metronome. My parents had a small shop in Chalon-sur-Saon that sold cheese and poultry, foods that in Bresse are often found in the same location. At 47 Rue Aufèvre, au Bon Gruyère, life and work were of a piece. In her work clothes, a blue or white smock, my mother practiced the smile she had learned from her mother. Bonjour, madame. What is your pleasure today? I heard her repeat this a thousand times. Inside the shop, we lived in the shade, in the gray light of walls so close together the sun's rays could never reach us. We left the warm light of the country for the cold and lightless town.